0: If you're expecting twins, you know that you're in for a big change from the very moment they enter the world. You may have your birth plan written, your baby nursery ready, and all your family and friends are ready for the big event. But are you? My name is Rosemary Mason and I'm a certified postpartum doula and I'm also a certified lactation counselor with over 20 years of experience with multiples. Today, we'll talk about the first week How you can transition from the hospital after giving birth to your twins. This is Twin Talks Episode 2. The ultrasound shows your babies to be healthy. What? Did you say babies?
2: You're huge. Are you having twins? Are they natural? Which one do you like better?
0: Twins, huh? My neighbor's cousin's brother's uncle's a twin. So can they read each other's minds? How do you tell them apart? Twins? You got a two for one. Do twins run in your family? Double trouble. You're not having
2: any more, are you? At least you're not octomom. If you're pregnant with twins or you're an experienced twin parent, odds are you've heard it all before. Now it's time to hear from the experts. This is Twin Talks, parenting times two. Welcome to Twin Talks, broadcasting from the Birth Education Center of San Diego. Twin Talks is your weekly online, on-the-go support group for expecting and new parents of twins. I'm your host, Christine Stewart Fitzgerald. Have you heard about the Twin Talks Club? Our members get bonus content after each new show, plus special giveaways and discounts. Subscribe to our monthly Twin Talks newsletter and learn about the latest episodes available. Another way for you to stay connected is by downloading our free Twin Talks app available on iTunes and Google Play. And if you're not in San Diego, we have a virtual panelist program,
1: and Sunny, our producer, can tell you about that. Yes, hello everybody. Okay, so as you guys know, we produce these shows in San Diego, and if you want to be a panelist, if you're a parent of twins, we'd love to have you here in the studio, but if you can't join us on the studio, um, we are encouraging you guys to become what we're calling virtual panelists, and basically you can follow our follow us on Twitter, and you can join our Facebook page, um, you like our Facebook page. We're going to be posting questions in advance before we do our tapings of some of the topics we're going to be talking about and we want your guys's input you can also ask our experts questions that way if you are going to follow us on twitter um, we did create a hashtag for that which is twin talks vp vp stands for virtual panelists and that's a great way to follow the conversation and uh, become more part of our shows Great. Well, hey, thank you. Why don't we find out a little bit about
2: everyone we've got in our studio today? So, Sunny, aside
1: from being our producer, (laughs) (laughs) you got to tell us why you're here. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so as I mentioned, I'm Sunny. I am producing today's show, and I'm following everybody on uh, our social media here and checking out our Facebook and and, uh, Twitter profiles to see what you guys are chatting about. But a little bit more personally about me, um, I am a mother. Um, I'm pregnant currently. With identical twin girls, I do have two little boys at home. I have a three-year-old singleton, uh, also a fifteen-month-old singleton. They keep me pretty busy, and I'm expecting the twin girls to um, fulfill, round out our house a little bit. There's been a lot of testosterone in the house, you know, and I'm bringing some estrogen in here. So, yeah, so I'm really excited about it. I have tons of questions regarding how to handle twins and stuff, so I'm excited
0: about today's.
2: Episode. Well, thank you. Yeah. And our expert Rosemary. Now we know you've got a lot of experience with twins yes. and multiples
0: pretty much i would say 90 percent of my work is with working with multiples you know twins triplets squads um it's a lot of fun i love working with the multiples and the families it's very fulfilling bringing those babies home whether it's their you know first or second babies or this yeah. is their third or fourth or fifth or sixth <laughs> right right
2: i'm christine stewart fitzgerald and um i am the mom to uh twin girls they are uh, almost four right now, mm-hmm. and I also have a singleton who's 10 months old, so um, I'll just say twins was certainly a handful, still is, <laughs> um, and I, I have to say, I still have to hand it to all the the moms of singletons. A singleton is, is still- Just as much work. Yes, <laughs> just as so much work. It's a lot. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, uh, well, thanks everyone, and welcome to the show. Thank you. So before we start today's show, let's talk about um, an incredible story about twins that just hit the news uh, recently. Uh, so I I have to say, I, I read this and it just gave me some some shivers. The story is really about um, there's a set of parents who were unable to conceive. They they used a surrogate a mother and um, they conceived a, a little boy. They're happy. He was um, 18 months old and they decided, you know, we'd like to bring in uh, maybe a, a sister. So they went back to um, the, the surrogate mom and said, yes, we'd like to go through this process. Again, and um, everything happened as it should. She got pregnant with, uh, I guess, triplets, mm-hmm. and one was selectively reduced. She had Sweet. twins, and at the twelve-week mark, she got the news that the parents uh, decided they did not want the babies.
1: <gasps> oh my God! Yes,
2: yes, they the parents were getting a divorce, and oh. even though they're biological parents, and so here's this, you know, surrogate mom, and you know, I guess the paperwork wasn't in order um completely but she just felt really strongly for these babies and when they're born um she did not want to give them up to social services Mm -hmm. so she actually went ahead and adopted them i see as her own so i i I don't know (laughs) wonderful so sweet wow so I don't know, can, can you, I mean, it's, you know, if, if you were in this situation, I, I, I just have to imagine, I mean, you know, what would you be doing if you were in place of the, the surrogate mom?
0: Oh, definitely. I would be the same way. I would be, just be adopting them myself. <laughs> I think that's, that's one of the things I think as all surrogates, I think that's in the back of their mind that what happens if something goes on, you know, it could be right. a number of things that could right. go on. Would I be able to, able to step up and adopt these children as my own? I would think most of them would say yes.
2: That's I mean that's a I have to say that's a huge mm-hmm. sacrifice. Oh and my gosh, so it's yeah. totally noble. So yeah. um I, I, I just have to I mean I know I'm I'm just so happy I just to think that they've got a home, but um oh, there's yeah. just
1: Oh, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm confused as to, uh, you know they have to put stuff like this in a contract, right? right? Mm-hmm. I mean, I yeah. would imagine this is yeah. part of, you know, pr- you know on Preggy Pals, you know, the, our sister show, we've done an episode about surrogacy, mm-hmm. and there's not much that is left out of a
0: contract. No, they have pretty much nailed down. It. That's what I'm saying. When she said there's some sort of contractual yeah. type of little thing going on, yeah. either that wasn't in place or something. Right,
1: something, something. Well, she was only 12 weeks, but still, I would think before right. anything's even implanted or anything that this would be, have been.
0: be talked about. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, you think. yes. yeah. So
2: I don't know. The, <laughs> the moral of the story, I'm not I'm not sure. It's just, you mm. know, um even if you think you've got everything lined up, um, I know you can't be yeah. sure but but I gotta say, gotta hand it to her. What you know, doing a really exactly. great
0: maybe also like, you know, if you had a single I mean a regular parents and they did get divorced and this happens too, they get divorced or yeah. pregnant, you know, mom is steps up and does the same type of thing or an aunt steps in or something goes on but
1: yeah i mean even even if the surrogate didn't want to do it i i know that if especially if this were publicized and it had to be publicized right. in some manner it's for us there. to get this mm-hmm. article that there's a lot of parents out there that want to have kids exactly that probably would they could have, have stepped in and, yeah, and yeah, yeah they could have offered and, and done and, and that too so right. yeah. i
0: think it makes her sound you know okay i'll take them yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well at least they're taken care of we yes. know they're gonna be okay yes
2: Well, today's topic is bringing home twins. The first week—it's the first of a five-part series—and today we're talking with Rosemary Mason, a postpartum doula who's helped many twin families. She's going to tell us about what we can expect the first week at home and how to prepare for it. So, thanks for joining us, Rosemary.
0: Oh, thank you, ladies, for having me. It's Wonderful being here.
2: So, Rosemary, I mean, you've been working with uh, twins, multiple families. There's so much in in preparing, you know, for mm-hmm. for twins. What are some of the things that that new parents should think about when they first take home their Work right, with. I think
0: the first things I think with multiples, people are really accepting about having having help, and um, because <laughs> they think, oh, you're having, having multiples, you need help. When you have a singleton, oh, you think, oh, you have two parents, you'll be fine, you don't yeah. have to worry about. It. Yeah. I I like to tell my parents, this is like being on a vacation or you're going on a big, I call them baby moons. Mm -hmm. It's almost like a honeymoon. And with a honeymoon, you don't bring a lot of people with you, but you prepare. You prepare anything else. So, if you're going, let's say we're just going on a big fancy vacation. You know where you're going to go. You know that you have to take care of things at home. If you have other siblings, they're not going to be going on this honeymoon or baby Mm -hmm. moon with you. So, you're going to have people to help take care of them. And the same thing. So, when you're coming home, you know that you have food preparation. It's Mm -hmm. like going to a big fancy hotel. It's all exclusive. Your food's right there. And you want to have that prepared. You Mm -hmm. want to think about who's going to take care of our pets while we're on this vacation or this (laughs) honeymoon. So that's taken care of. So I just like them getting the mind frame of what would you be taking care of if you were going to be gone for a week or two weeks. Mm -hmm. You'd have the same type of mind frame for it.
2: Hmm. So you'd
0: want to get the food going. Food is a big deal.
2: Food, yes. So I mean, and and as far as food goes, you know, what are some of the the best ways? You can have,
0: you know, people at their baby showers sign up and have food prep come so they know that every day or every other day that someone's going to bring them a dish. Mm-hmm. And, you know, people out there who are bringing dishes, they don't want lasagnas the size of tabletops. So, <laughs> please think of in and out a pizza, yeah. um, ask them what they really want, because mm-hmm. a lot of times we have so many leftovers and people feel bad, it's just like they're giving food away. So, like, every other day is a nice time to have these things dropped off, but you know, don't feel bad parents asking for help is an number one
2: thing. Oh, right? definitely. And, you know, I have to say, I've, I've been the recipient mm-hmm. of um, you know, sort of these meal programs and I love it. it's it's such a it's personal wonderful. thing. It really meant a lot to me. Right. So.
0: And another real quick thing. Um, it's not has to be dinner things. Think of breakfast and lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, even dropping by sandwiches or big something that in the morning burritos or you know, it's it's very helpful. Oh, for yeah, those little
2: snacks when you're, uh, when yes. you know, nursing. I. I <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, that's that's really great. So so meals and pets. And uh um, laundry.
0: When you're laundry. coming over, if you're coming it's I always also tell parents have a list on your table and on there is written everything you need that you would normally do if you know, since you're the mom, what would you normally do? You'd be doing laundry, you'd be walking the dog, you'd be doing dishes, just everything, dusting. I mean, if you don't have a housekeeper that can come in and help mm-hmm. you and put that list very prominently on your table. So as people come in, oh what can I do to help? Instead of saying, Oh nothing, I'm fine. <laughs> you know, point to the to the tabletop and say, you Cut know, if you you could pick one of those it'd be awesome yeah <laughs> and yeah. even if someone went around and took out your trash oh mm-hmm. my gosh it's so much nicer just to pick it's all gone yeah or take my dog for the walk or if you want to fix me a peanut butter sandwich that would be great just don't say oh nothing i'm fine that's you know that's that's great advice mm-hmm. definitely just
2: just be honest and say hey yeah. we really do need help with the little stuff yeah exactly i
0: mean you would do it if your friend was pregnant and you went over there you would wouldn't mind throwing laundry in or dance their laundry back right. and forth
1: right right
2: no that's great. I know <laughs> one of the things, you know, it's when it's so chaotic and you're trying to get all these things done, sleep can, all, you know, Often yes. be such a tough thing. It's like, oh my gosh, there's so many things to do. Besides, yeah, there's taking care of the kids, and then mm-hmm. there's the household, and where do mm-hmm. you get sleep in there? So, so what do you recommend to parents in preserving their own sleep?
0: Yeah, it's it's the it's the same <laughs> same um, little comment that everyone says all the time: sleep when the babies sleep. And people, <laughs> we hear it over and over. People say it to you constantly, and it, it's, it rings true. You have to sleep when the babies sleep. If these are your first two babies, then it it makes it a little easier only because you don't have any other outside so much siblings and things going on so we're, let's just talk about if this these are your first two babies coming mm-hmm. in you know it's it's easy when you get them in you can kind of get them fed and they'll kind of they'll, they, they will sleep so as soon as you put them down don't think about your emails and don't think about all the little things mm-hmm. that, oh i should better better clean out that potty or whatever so <laughs> tempting so i know <laughs> but that stuff's gonna be there for 25 years so you might as well just go ahead you know all that laundry stuff's gonna be there forever it's never going to get done so you might as well go ahead and lay down and rest for that time It's very important. Yeah,
1: that's a good way to look at it. Because I'm I'm always thinking that that's a a to-do that's not done, Mm -hmm. that I can't, you know, I can't concentrate or let myself relax until my little to-do list is done. But, but all you, that
0: stuff's going to yeah. be there. My kids are all grown and gone, and I still have laundry, and I still have dishes. So <laughs> they will and, always be and there. And they're yeah. always going to be there. But them being little and stuff is not so either. Oh, that's a good way to know, look at it. I always say just get a housekeeper for the for that month if you need to. A housekeeper is way cheaper than a divorce, <laughs> and you're just going to get them in there. You know, to get things cleaned up for you is really important.
2: That's true. And, you know, so now I I know that's definitely you know applicable for the mom. Now what about for the dads? Because I know so oh, yeah. often dads take time off, and then exactly. they're running around crazy too. So,
0: you know, dads, men are very, you have to really kind of put them out there what they need to do. You have to give them to-do lists. They're very good about, I need this. Honey, I need a sandwich at 10 o'clock. They'll do it. If you just say, oh, I need some food, they don't know when it's going to be. So if they're, I always tell my dads, if you're in there making yourself a sandwich, you might as well make yourself your wife a sandwich and bring them on in there, and then you'll be the best dad in the whole wide world. I said, you know unload the dishwasher or find someone who can do these type of things. Moms need all those extra healthy type of things that you assume that she's going to do, but she's not going to be. She's with, she's feeding babies 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. So it's pretty much mom. Her job is to feed the babies and, Everything else that goes on in that house is everyone else's responsibility. hmm
2: That's like, that's a great mindset to mm-hmm. have and you know, I, I think it's sometimes it's it's help if you have like a, you know an advocate, someone like yourself, to explain that to friends exactly. and family who wanna come over and yeah. you know, visit mm-hmm. and you know everyone has a job out. to do when they yes. come. Yes. Everyone,
0: it's really easy to hold the babies and it's not you know the, the family's or the visitor's job to hold babies while mom runs around and fix coffee and tea or whatever. Right, and, right. Know, She needs to just relax. It's a big fa- physical changes and stuff after you've had multiples.
2: Yes, and so I mean, speaking of that, and in, in, in the mom wanting to relax and recover. I mean, yes. you know, just giving birth. I mean, gosh, we all know. One Yes, yes <laughs> it takes a while. So, I mean, what's the best kind of environment for twin moms to recover from from giving birth? Once How again,
0: you, I you know, I kind of like everyone's bedroom. That's kind of like everyone's sanctuary. It's away from everybody. If visitors come, you're not right in the middle of Grand Central Station, At the visitor station, you can just say, oh, mom's resting. And then, you know, maybe dad can go and bring a baby down so they mm-hmm. can see them. And sometimes mom's, you know, in a little disarray. Um, she's maybe not very comfortable breastfeeding in front of a bunch of people, mm-hmm. which you'll be yeah. doing every couple hours. And so I think the, the bedroom is, the, I think, the best sanctuary or the guest room, maybe even if it's bad mm-hmm. been available. Mm hmm. Oh, definitely yeah and visitors out there you know a 15 to 20 minute stay is all you need you don't need to be there for three hours <laughs> you know unless, unless you're doing, doing, yeah, unless <laughs> you're doing yeah, yeah, unless you're chopping vegetables and making dinner and you're taking out the trash and walking the dog as want. stay as <laughs> long as you want but just to sit there on the couch and talk about your trip to wherever yeah. you just got is yeah, not yeah. a fun thing for this family
2: yes so basically make sure that the mom's got her kind of private space where exactly. she can just she can you go. Know, go and, re- and relax mm-hmm. and have that kind of mental and the physical downtime. exactly yeah. and
0: that she feels you know i'm so sorry i'm tired and go yeah <laughs> there's nothing wrong saying that mom right right um,
2: well let's see here so you know i i know that um you know we we really want to see the twin moms breastfeeding yes. and um so it but and it's it's a challenge i mean yes, with it two, is. it's it's uh even, with one, even with, with one it's a challenge and with two there's you know a, a whole host of challenges in right. itself. Um, and so, some you know, so often, um, you know, in that first week, you know, getting into a rhythm, and twin moms run into some speed bumps, mm-hmm. low supply, or you know, latching issues. And so, what can they do?
0: First off, I, I believe they should always have a lactation consultant on hand, and they usually start that off way in the hospital. They usually have a great lactation person in the hospital. Continue on, get some help. Get it's like a it's like a, a brand new job or a brand new sport you're learning. So you might as well get a coach in there that's going to help you over these little speed bumps. I wouldn't expect anyone the very first week to have full milk supply for for multiples and i think as moms we kind of fall into that trap of thinking oh my gosh i don't have enough milk in day two you wouldn't have milk by day two you have your first milk which is your colostrum is which is great for those first 72 hours roughly usually by day four or five maybe even day six your second milk starts to come in mm-hmm. so you're going to need lots of support at that time and not thinking you have to supplement unless there's a reason why you know there's you know preemies all kinds of different reasons. Unless you're instructed by your pediatrician that you need to supplement, there wouldn't be any reason why not to.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: So it's just another whole thing that you're getting into.
2: And and I think I, I know, I've you know heard about different you know breastfeeding support groups. Right. And um, that are, you know, and especially for for, for yeah. twins.
0: There's plenty of them out there. You Like I said, you probably wouldn't join a breastfeeding group the very first week that you're out there. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. looking at maybe week four or week five yeah. Yeah. or six yeah. that you're going in there. The first yeah. week, you're, you're just, you know, batting down the hatches and sure. trying to you know, survive yeah. for that first this week. Right. So it's good to already have a lactation person that you know she's going to come out, you know, on day three when I'm home to check on me and see how things are going. Have something like that lined up, just like you would have food preparation or anything else. Have your lactation consultant come and do that.
1: Uh, that's that's really great advice. Uh, Rosemary, And in, in your experience, how often when it comes to breastfeeding, like I, I keep hearing about you know, if you can tandem nurse, mm-hmm. that's the best way to do it.
0: Sure. It, it helps just saves time. You have to realize it's going to take you an hour, whether you're feeding them one one-on-one or if yeah. you're doing both of them. It's really helpful for you to get them on tandem. But once again, that first week is, how am I going to do that? I'm mm-hmm. all hands. I, I'm not really, you're mm-hmm. not comfortable nursing to begin with. Unless right. you are an experienced breastfeeder, then it's a little easier. Right. Once again, that's where you need that support. Whether the postpartum doula comes in and shows you or the lactation person comes in and shows you, there are some little tricks of the trade that you have to learn uh, to get them back backed on. So you want to put the one who nurses pretty easily, Um, On second, the one who takes the most time you want to start with because Mm. you've got to use both hands to get them on. The second one, you can pretty much scoop up and they'll pretty much latch on and everything works really well. Mm -hmm. But once again, there's nothing wrong. There's nothing in the twins breastfeeding rule book (laughs) that says you have to do it tandem. You can certainly feed one at a time and have one-on-one time with that baby. And then you can nurse the second one. Mm -hmm. so it's really the mom's choice what's working best for her and her family right
1: christine what did what did you do what was your experience with that
2: oh gosh well you know i I, and i think what i realize is so much of it is really about personal comfort and you know Mm -hmm. sometimes you know everyone's got a different shaped couch yes exactly (laughs) and so some couches have you know arms that sit higher and others are low and so you might need two or three pillows in addition to the, you know, breastfeed. you the yeah. breastfeeding yeah. pillow and you've got to just position it just mm-hmm. right. And I think that that takes a while to, yeah, to sure. figure out what's sure. working for you. And so it might be, you know, you might have one arrangement. I've got a, a two story mm-hmm. house. so I have one arrangement downstairs, uh, mm-hmm. and I've also, you know, have a different setup upstairs. Yeah. And then there's, you know, and then at nighttime, I do kind of a sideline mm-hmm. nursing, um, you know, one right, would I would do one right after the other exactly. and then uh, downstairs do the tandem. <laughs> So, and that just kind of came out with little trial and error and um, yeah. you know, figuring that yeah. that was working for me. Right. And
0: I think that's right. I think we have to realize there's not one way to do something. Yeah. If there's like 50 million ways. To go, it's like driving to a your store. It could go, you can go either, you know, 20 different ways. It's the same with breastfeeding. Um, one thing about the big pillows is like, it's like a rocking boat. So you do have <laughs> yes. to stabilize that with yes. something underneath. And a lot of people don't realize that it kind of teeters back and forth a little bit. Mm. So there's nothing wrong with putting a pillow underneath them or rolling up towels and, and stabilizing Stabilizing it a little bit.
2: Yes, definitely. <laughs> when we come back, we're gonna talk about what some of those typical daily routines might look like and discuss how twin parents can plan ahead of time.
0: Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry? Oh, a book club! Computer solitaire.
0: Huh? <sighs> oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. ChumbaCasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No by law. 18+ terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
2: Well, welcome back. Today we're talking about bringing home twins the first week with Rosemary Mason. So, uh, we're just Talking about the routine and how, uh, Rosemary, you would mentioned that so often it's really not the, the twins' routine that we're, we're trying Correct. to put in place, but it's really the parents' routine. It's so- a
0: whole new routine. It's a brand new um, normal for this family. You're bringing two babies in. So once again, the first thing is we talked about where in my environment? Where do I feel most comfortable? Um, let's say feeding, nursing these babies that's probably the number one thing everyone worries about you know food, food, food about for parents and for the babies. So as soon as they find a great environment then getting the babies latched on which again we talked about with a, having a lactation come, person come in or postpartum doula come in or an experienced another friend who is experienced with breastfeeding to help you do that part. So you're really going to be feeding, feeding, feeding so then mm-hmm. it's feeding time for everybody Yes. and then it's hopefully sleeping time for everybody mm-hmm. and then as soon as everyone wakes up everyone goes to the bathroom mm-hmm. which is changing diapers <laughs> and mom too and then we and we start the whole routine over again mm-hmm. and i think that's the most important thing is that you have to remember you're in the movie Groundhog's Day. It's the same day over and over and over. And just like the movie how he fights it at the beginning. Oh, I just can't stand this. And then at the end how he just embraces it and Mm. finds all kinds of things. This is how your life is going to be. And the more you fight at the beginning the harder it's going to be. Mm -hmm. And you just have to embrace it and and love all the newness (laughs) that's going to come in and the craziness. But for some people that's really hard. Craziness is hard for a lot of people. Yes, yes. They like the control of that, you know, used, <laughs> I was comfortable this way. And with multiples, it changes day to day and one day it's going to be working, your little routine is going to work out great and the next day it just goes to pot and you're thinking uh-huh. what did I do wrong and you didn't do anything wrong. You're working with two individual people here yeah. and you're trying to have them join your little group here and oh, be part yeah. of your team mm-hmm. and they have different ideas about that. what so team spirit is. all
2: predictability <laughs> is just completely out exactly. the door. Exactly. <laughs> it really is. I think
0: that's the best way, especially that first week. You're all all learning something completely new
2: wow and so I mean so that routine we're talking about so the you know everyone sort of sleeping at the mm-hmm. same time everyone eating at the same time yes. I mean and, and what kind of cycle are we talking about every three
0: I would, hours I would say hours? probably at the beginning once again depends on their weight are we talking about preemies here are we talking about they're, they're six or six pounds or are we talking about four pounds mm-hmm. so first you'd always go with your pediatrician's recommendation of what they want them to do it's mostly about every two hours every two to three hours is pretty normal um, most newborns most multiples are not going to be going on four hour stretches. It's just too much for them. If you do, it's going to be a frantic feed. Everything's going to go crazy at that time. So if you kind of, I'd like to tell parents, keep it like seamless. Keep it like, you know, you don't want a bunch of hills and valleys. You want it just to Mm -hmm. flow. So as soon as you see it's almost been two hours, their eyes start to flutter. They make a little sound. That's a great time for mom to get up, go to the bathroom, get her water, uh, or have people give all that stuff Mm -hmm. to her. Get herself positioned with her big pillow or her pillows or how she's going to nurse then have them bring the babies get the one that takes a little more time get them latched on get the other one latched on <sighs> relax mm-hmm. you know she can have her little you know her TV remote or her phone next to her but babies are very social people and they don't really like cell phones at all
1: <laughs> they're okay with books right they're fine with the books, books. <laughs> yeah
0: it's something about non-mechanical things and they they you will know <laughs> yeah. Yeah. they'll be squawking if you're trying to check your emails <laughs> or
2: something. so no you know with, with, with a lot of that routine I I mean, um, yeah, I think we mentioned you know the, the, the breastfeeding and now a lot of twin moms, um, you know, take a hospital grade right. breast pump home. Correct. Um, you know, it was recommended by their doctor mm-hmm. and lactation consultant. And I know for myself, that was you know part of the deal. I had it sitting next to my couch. <laughs> <and> That's <laughs> my plan too. Hospital grade. I'm not doing yeah. the individual stuff. Oh yeah. no, no. I Always just double I, pump. Yeah. Get right, the yeah. big guns. Yeah.
0: yeah.
2: And um and I'll just say it. I, I remember it. It just took quite a bit of yes. time. You know, working into that that routine right and I'll say that was probably one of the most challenging things for me. Mm-hmm. Do you have suggestions as to how do you you know work that into the routine as part right. of that? If, if,
0: if you've been instructed to to pump after each you know feed, which you know if you have little small babies, um, little premiums, usually because they tire very quickly, so they may get on the breast for maybe five or seven minutes, and then they kind of tired, and you've been instructed to go ahead and supplement with your breast milk afterwards. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be one of those things. Once again, they're done nursing, you can then either let them just lay there with on your pillow or just hang out with you, have your breast. Um, um, all your pumping paraphernalia right next to you, <laughs> go ahead and just latch on and pump for the additional 15 minutes. Everything can be, can be done right there without you getting up, if you prep stuff. Mm-hmm. And then once you're done, the 15, you know, put it up to the side, and you can put your babies you know, away in the, in the little boxes, as I call them, and then you can get up and go eat or whatever you need to do. Mm-hmm. But what, don't let it over, overwhelm you. Mm-hmm. Once again, get the instruction. How long do I have to pump? Is it just for this week? And then I am my build up my milk supply. Once again, lactation consultant comes in and observes. She weighs the babies first. You nurse them. She weighs them after. If everything's A-OK, there isn't any reason to continue on pumping. Mm-hmm. So one of the reasons people, I usually ask right away, you know, why are you pumping? I don't know. I, I just heard you're supposed to pump all the time. Now you're adding a whole extra job that you probably don't need. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would say... I would say ninety percent of my moms have way great milk supply, just overabundance of milk supply where wow. they have so much really? milk. Yeah. I think people just overestimate you know or underestimate their their value of how much milk they can make they are oh made we're made to make milk
1: <laughs> well how often unless you have a lactation consultant how often are you measuring your baby before your breastfeeding session and then measuring them afterwards so the big question mark is how much are they getting and we think that if they fuss just a little bit right. that it's because you're not feeding them enough and then we blame ourselves exactly
0: mm-hmm. and really babies fuss because they're tired too and i find more babies are overstimulated Um, Then they they got a great meal. Then everyone wants to play with them. Everyone wants to you know goof with them. And then they start to cry and right away. Oh, I think they're hungry. Mm -hmm. And it's not has to do with food. It has to be they're tired. Wrap them up. Learn your other comfort measures like swaddling and walking and putting them down. Mm -hmm. And then you know giving your chance a break.
2: No, that's that's great to know. So we we know when we do this sort of routine every few hours and and sleeping and now at nighttime. You know what types of sleeping arrangements do you recommend for twins? Because that you know can be a little bit (laughs) different. I've heard a lot of
1: stuff about this, by the way. Really curious. It's
0: very tricky. Once again, let's let's start with our partner. Where are they going to sleep? Do they want do that? Are they comfortable in the bed with the mom? um, If she's going to be nursing in the bed, is he going to be part of it? Where he's getting up, or you know, Mm the partner's getting up to go ahead get the babies, change them, and bring them to her. And then after the baby's done nursing, is that partner going to bring them and wrap them up and put them back, Mm -hmm. or is mom going to kind of co? Sleep a little bit with them and kind of relax that way. Everyone has their own, you know, little style. And there's nothing wrong with ch- testing out a couple styles. Mm-hmm. Maybe she's going to hire a postpartum doula to come in and help support her during those nights and maybe show the parents how to do this little routine at nighttime for mm-hmm. them mm-hmm. and then how to sleep properly. Now, some parents just opt after, or partners just opt after a week. All right, I'm going in the guest room. And then <laughs> mom's like, Yay, yeah. I have the bed to myself. <laughs> and then I can have babies all over me and kind of, you know pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. So my little Angelina Jolie type of style, you know. <laughs> yeah. um, it was a cute about, a real cute article that said, oh, Brad he, Brad Pitt's on the couch. I said, well, of course he's on the couch. If yeah, I was, he comes home and there's 20,000 kids in the bed. <laughs> I'm going go to the couch. So there's nothing wrong with partners leaving, you know, mom and getting their own sleep and their own comfort if they have some other support going in.
2: Definitely, yes. Yeah. You know, I, it's interesting. Um, I, I know a lot of people um, put a lot of time and into decorating the nursery. That's one thing <laughs> I'm doing. Right now, decorating
0: the twins. Yes. <laughs> Keep it simple, simple, simple. Yes,
1: I have learned a lot with two two kids yes. already. Like you don't need a lot of stuff. Yeah. No. they. Yeah. yeah, but these are my first girls. I know. and know. So the pink will ensue and oh uh, yes,
0: yeah. there isn't. <laughs> yeah, you you spend way more money on a girl than you do on a boy. Oh, so yeah, unfortunately, absolutely. <laughs>
2: sorry. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. It's it's, it's funny though because I, I think you know gosh my husband and I we you know we had the letters and up on the wall mm-hmm. and lots of mm-hmm. paint and everything yeah, yeah, yeah. and then we realized just in in our case we put them in a a co-sleeper next to next our bed because it room. was just it was so much more <laughs> yeah. convenient to kind <laughs> yes. of just lean over and grab them and but they the were change. your only kids
1: at the time too exactly. they were the two yes, yes. the two were the, mm-hmm. the only
2: kids yeah so and then we ended up having them um next to our bed Good. for about four months yeah that's pretty normal. So, so that was that was just really more the convenience. I mean, I know for other families, it's like, okay, we just want to have them, you know, further away so we can get a better night's sleep. Mm-hmm.
0: And that's later on. But I think those first, like, I agree. Those first few months, that you, you like it, it's easier if you're breastfeeding or even bottle feeding. You're still, they're close by. And these they have these little things called rock and plays. And they're kind of a little slingy type of thing. And they're great, especially for those new ones, because it makes it feel like they're being held. Mm-hmm. And you once you wrap them and you put them in this thing, instead of laying flat, mm-hmm. they're just kind of in this, like, sling. And they're great if your baby has reflux or or any breathing type of little issues sometimes it holds them up it kind of like it's almost like the um, think about like a car seats kind of style right but they're really soft and they're made for that and they're really portable and you can move them all around rock and play they're called rock and play oh
2: interesting I wrote it down (laughs) yeah awesome (laughs) awesome thanks so much Rosemary and for for joining us today and you know for more information about bringing home twins um, the first week or for more information about any of our panelists visit the episode page on our website and this conversation continues for members of our twin talks club after the show rosemary will tell us a little bit about telling identicals apart some tips on how we don't get get them mixed up (laughs) so for more information about the twin talks club visit our website twin talks.com
1: so this is our feature on annoying comments people make to twin moms this one is from amanda in rhode island Taking my twins out in public gets frustrating and annoying if you're in a hurry or you don't feel well. I have eight and a half week old boy-girl twins. I clearly dress one as a boy and the other as a girl, but I still get, are they identical? They must be two boys. And then I get, I'm so sorry. You have your hands full, you must never sleep. That's gotta be expensive. Bless your heart. The worst one is, oh, a boy and a girl? Aren't you glad that it's one shot and you're done? Really? Glad to know other people are making that decision for me and my husband. So that wraps
2: up our show for today. We appreciate you listening to Twin Talks. Join in on the discussion by posting your comments on the Twin Talks Facebook page or calling our voicemail at 619-866-4775. And don't forget to check out our sister shows, Preggy Pals for Expecting Parents, The Boob Group for Moms Who've Breastfed Their Babies, and Parent Savers, an online support group for the new parents. Next week, we'll be talking about annoying questions people ask about twins and how to deal with it. This is Twin Talks, Parenting Times 2.
0: This has been a New Mommy Media production. The information and material contained in this episode are presented for educational purposes only. Statements and opinions expressed in this episode are not necessarily those of New Mommy Media and should not be considered facts. While such information and materials are believed to be accurate, it is not intended to replace or substitute for professional medical advice or care, and should not be used for diagnosing or treating health care problems or disease or prescribing any medication. If you have questions or concerns regarding your physical or mental health or the health of your baby, please seek assistance from a qualified health care provider.
1: New Mommy Media is expanding our lineup of shows for new and expecting parents. If you have an idea for a new series, or if you're a business or organization interested in joining our network of shows through a co-branded podcast, visit newmommymedia.com.
2: With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
1: Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom?
2: Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time.